Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello and welcome to another edition of Around the Hearn. Still no sports in sight. That's all right because we've got terrific interviews coming up with a couple of really, really good baseball coaches in Minster's Mike Wiss, also the coach of the girls' basketball team. Get to talk about uh, that a little bit. And Dusty Peaster, the head coach at Miller City, was nice enough to join me. And we talk a lot about baseball and about what uh, could have been throughout the course of the year. And also, kind of a special thing, a couple of days ago, the OHSA had a press conference with Jerry Snodgrass, the executive director of the OHSA. I pulled together some clips from some things I thought it was interesting that he talked about. But just not a ton going on right now. A lot of classic games and tournaments. Got a uh, a local sports tournament I came up with on Twitter, at Michael Hearn PVP. I realize it's a shameless plug, but a lot of good people in that tournament. Just uh, It's all for fun, trying to figure out who everybody thinks might be the best personality in the area, who maybe uh, does so much for the kids. But I, I felt so bad about the way that it went because there are so many people who, after the nominations were sent to me through Twitter, Facebook, whatever, that I realized that were snubs, but there wasn't really a lot I could do about it because you have to cut it off at a certain number. Now I know a little bit how those guys who put together the NCAA tournament feel. That's all gone too. Uh, Not doom and gloom though. A lot of good things to get to on this show. Hoping to have uh, some cool things coming up in the next handful of weeks. Talk to some athletes, get their take on what's going on, see what happens. But uh, thank you so much for listening. And if you've got anything you want to hear about, classic uh, games maybe we'll talk about, come on, talk about it. Hit me up on Twitter at Michael Hearn PVP. You can find me on Facebook as well. Uh, email Mike at MichaelHearn.com. And I would love to have some different things on this show just to continue to do sports every week, try to keep people's spirits up. And, hey, if you're stuck at home, you can always go back on iTunes or uh, Wooshka or wherever. Listen to the archives. There are some amazing people who have been on this show. And uh, you get to hear from a couple of them. And Mike West and Dusty Pieces are coming up in a bit. But first, after this break, a, uh, a listen to the words from the horse's mouth, so to speak, from Jerry's press conference a couple of nights ago and uh, exactly what he had to say about everything going on. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kensel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kensel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, Coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. Could there be a scenario where one or two of those winter sports are able to still be contested, but not another winter sport? So just the winter sport specifically. Of all the what-ifs that we talked about early on, we played that scenario out with our sport administrators. And we had varying opinions originally on that, and I had a certain opinion on that. But as time has gone on, the controlling factors of this with venue availability, official availability, uh, probably would be overriding factors uh, that all would, if, if cancellation is required, they would probably, they most likely all would be canceled. I highly doubt that we would play one without the other. Particularly for wrestling, um, just the complexity of that sport with uh, the weights of the wrestlers and those things. Is wrestling the most complicated one of the winter sports? Wrestling right now, and I think many of our viewers know this, um, has, I believe, 621 wrestlers and 300 schools that are part of the state tournament. So moving a sport like that, you know, everything from the suggestion of splitting it up to different sites 
it's very difficult with uh, the number of weight classes to get down to the minimum of, I believe it's you know, the recommendation by the CDC of no more than 10. It almost becomes impossible to do that. And again, I emphasize with every comment that it does not uh, negate the emotional feeling that we all have relative to those wrestlers who have done so much. Weight management is a huge issue uh, for wrestlers, asking them to maintain that during this time where they really technically have no uh, workout facilities. And to assume that everyone has the opportunity in their home or even in their driveway to uh, stay in shape and keep their weight down, keep within the weight guidelines, is probably not possible. So I think when you combine that with everything else, the decision will be uh, forthcoming soon, uh, but will be tied into the other sports as well. We cannot regulate what the non-school activities uh, we tend to call it AAU in basketball. It's not very little of it is actually AAU, but the club travel world, we have no authority over that. One of the concerns I had in its early going was the second that we made the decision to implement the no contact period for that three week period of time, instantly people were developing all these club travel programs so kids could gravitate to it right, right away. So one, we enforced many of our non-interscholastic rules, our out-of-season rules, so we could help with that. We even had one site, I looked it up uh, the very next day, it was called Corona Baseball. Corona Baseball. And it was developing a league uh, for all these high school kids to get together and play, which we, totally contradicts the CDC's recommendations. They even used our logo. And uh, very problematic for us. And it's not about the kids, again, it's not about denying kids the opportunities. It's about attacking this virus the way that we need to do it. Yeah, you had mentioned the window is rapidly closing concerning the uh, winter sports. Do you have a date that you're looking at circled on the calendar? And beyond that, do you have much hope that this can get done? You know, to, to, and to not be you know, not to procrastinate that at all. I think that's important, and I, that's really what I don't want to do. Uh, in today's staff meeting, I ask our staff to bring to me tomorrow. When I say bring to me, we are working remotely. I should remind people of that. But uh, working, we're working our normal hours and getting things done, is to bring to me every single factor uh, of how we can continue or not continue. And I anticipate, and again, daily, depending upon the governor, too, of course, um, we will be making that decision for winter sports probably within the next 24 to 48 hours. We have to. I think it's imperative that we have to and cannot procrastinate. I do not want to lead people on. That's the number one thing I don't want to do and give them false hope. Let's go to Scott Springer from the Cincinnati Inquirer. Bleak, to be honest. Uh, wrestling is kind of a different animal, but basketball, for instance, would you declare pole champions, or is this just a year without a champion? It, it, most likely. We have not discussed that part of it, although, although I will say this. One of the things we talked about was looking at all these different creative ways how we recognize. Uh, I think one of the TV shows uh, last night, I think, uh, one of the ESPN shows, I think, have a senior night or something like that. I, I didn't catch it, but that they actually recognized one of Ohio's teams. Uh, it was uh, St. Ignatius Ice Hockey. Um, I think they were doing it with the assumption that all tournaments across the nation are probably done. But uh, I, we've discussed remotely that. But I personally, for example, somebody reached out to me and said, would you just declare all 16, I think it is, teams in uh, girls basketball as champions. I'm not into that. I'm just, I, I'm not, I will run it by staff first, but I don't have that kind of intention. I'd have to look at the poll champion thing to see, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not really prepared to answer that, but it's a good question. Jerry, how feasible would it be uh, if this threat ends by May to like pick up the spring sports season, say at the tournament time? And how feasible would it be to even to push things back in the middle, middle to late June? And that's one of the reasons why for spring sports we've held on to that. Uh, even, I would tell you right now, if, 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 even if the extension of school closures is a week, we still have room. We still have room. But again, why I'm saying this with a little hesitancy is there are so many school programs, whether it's school testing, 
Right now, schools are, again, I think there'll have to be an adjustment to this, but school requirements are to be in school uh, 1,001 hours, I believe it is, for the school year. I don't know if schools, we don't know if schools were to open back up, will, will the ODE require schools to be open for longer periods of time during the day? That could have a huge impact on extracurricular activities. So I've kept that window open for spring sports because of the number of what ifs. Could we? Um, yeah, we could probably extend to right now our uh, state baseball tournament, I think, is June 11th, 12th, somewhere in there. And so we have a little bit of wiggle room to move that. But again, we're talking about site availability, too. And our, and our sport administrators are, are already in consult, uh, consult, consultation with uh, the different site venues that we use. I do emphasize the fact that this is emotional for everyone. Um, this is our life, too. Uh, this is what we do every single day is work for our kids. And I think people forget that sometimes. I've emphasized, I've been very fortunate over the last several weeks to speak at leadership conferences across the state uh, of different leagues. Had I known at that time that we faced this, how much more important and content-wise those leadership conferences would have been. But at the same time, I've had many students reach out from those leadership conferences to me and even have mentioned, boy, what an important factor, what an important topic, uh, what Im how, how great these leadership conferences have been to you know, put us, meaning students, on the forefront of being leaders with our own kids in our school. So again, everything's emotional, uh, but we have to, as the, as the governor said, it's here and we have to fight the war and we will do that. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kensel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kensel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, Coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. Back here on the show now, uh, talking to the head coach for baseball for Miller City in Dusty Peaster. First of all, how are you holding up? Doing just fine, Mike. I mean, I think everybody's in the same boat here with uh, with the unknown and trying to keep the kids away from each other and everybody healthy in this uh, in the in the time that we're experiencing. And there's there's no playbook for it, so we're just kind of going day by day and and hoping this thing calms down. How's that place you used to call your field look right now? Well, actually, the field, uh, may, that might be one of the most frustrating parts about it is, you know, last week before we got shut down, we were able to practice on the field and spent a good amount of time on it Monday night working on it. Our, our field's in good shape. And, you know, typically you can't even think about getting on your field until games are supposed to start. And now that the field is dry and ready to go, kids are home well that, i was thinking about that the other day i was thinking wow you know it really hasn't rained lately it hasn't snowed except for maybe one day and dusty's actually got a chance to get out on his field never mind <laughs> well and we did a lot of work to it this past summer we uh a local tile company came in and um tiled the entire field which i think makes a big difference and and, and we'll see the dividends of that this spring you know we we didn't have a real wet winter either you know the ground didn't freeze very much and that all plays a role in, in how it comes out of the winter. And, um, yeah, right now I wish we could play on it. Well, and I know that the tiling was something you had talked about last year about how you have a, kind of a, a thought on improvement, and I, that was one big thing to start out, right? Yeah, you know, you always make your, your wish list, per se, of what, you know, things you want to do to the field. And, you know, we've got we've got things in the work, such as a press box and those kind of things, but we wanted to tackle the playing surface for the kids first. and. You know, we actually had this on the books for two years ago, but then we had such a wet fall, 
And uh, by the time the guys that were going to do it could get out um, with the machinery they were going to use, it would have been more than a tiling job. We would have had to uh, pretty much tear and replace everything up. So we put it on hold and got to it uh, right after the acne season last year in July. And uh, we had a really, really good fall to get things back in shape. So uh, considering what it looked like nine months ago, um, I'm happy with where it is now. Yeah, you keep using that press box term like I'm going to come over there and believe that. Now, if you want your name on it, you have to call a few games. A uh, few games and a couple of banks for a couple of loans is the story that I hear. <laughs> Actually, we're uh, we were able to raise the money. We're we're sitting in pretty good shape with that. It's just a matter of uh, the guys that are going to do it finding time and and working in their schedule. And you know that's one of those things where, especially now, um, we're not in too big of a hurry at this point. And you know it's outside the surf. It's outside the playing field. If construction had to go on, um, we could still play games. You know, I'm pretty sure at this point, as long as there's not 10 people, you put any eight people on your field for anything, I'll come call it. That's that's pretty much where I yeah. am right now. Well, I know, and you know, and as you know, and as things go for the kids and the coaches and the spring sports, and you know, it the uh, the array that it affects here. You know, guys like yourself and um, all the other media that that help us out by getting the kids' names on the air. You know, it's just kind of put everybody on a standstill. What? Well, and it's another one of those things where kind of like you're talking about with the field that I feel bad as far as timing goes because we've talked for years about being able to get all the coaches in the same room and do a preview like we did. We finally get it to happen, and, well, it might not be relevant by the time that the season does or does not happen. Right. You know, and that's, you know, we've got a uh, kind of a text message group with all the, the coaches in the in the county and you know just every once in a while that kind of takes off and different topics and things like that but you know that that day there at the red pig <laughs> with that cast like i can only imagine years, yeah seems like six years ago by now you know when when that takes place and and here we are um just in a holding pattern well and that's what's kind of funny is nate and i were talking yesterday or the day before about all the previews you know we had looked at writing up a bunch of stuff and, and trying to get the kids names out there more and what do you do with that? It's just a folder now on my computer of, again, you know, by the time you see it, is this kid playing? Is is that kid playing? Is anybody allowed to play? Right. And I, you know, and, and until they completely pull the plug, you know, we're we're holding out hope um, with an understanding that obviously the, the pandemic going on and, and the other things happening in this world are, are way more important than um, any athletic event. And, you know, it's as an adult, I can sit back and, and think of that. When I was 17 years old wanting to play my baseball season, I would have had a harder time with that. But um, you do you do feel for the kids. Um, but, you know, this is also a time that you can use it to teach about, you know, the greater good, the common good of the, of the country and, and people's health. You know, and if it's not necessarily affecting kids, that doesn't mean you guys aren't going to go to your grandparents and, you know, those types of things where it could really make an impact. So, um you know, you want to have a season, obviously. We all love the game. Um, but, like I said, I, I respect the heck out of what uh, what the governor's doing and, and, the, and the tough decisions that they've made and, you know, what Mr. Snodgrass is, is going through right now. I can't even imagine how things are like in that office. Um, I'm sure everybody's a lot smarter than with all their suggestions and everything else. But, you know, I try to keep in mind that baseball is just a microcosm of, of everything, even in their office. You know, you got softball and tennis and, track and field and lacrosse and you know they've got they've got a lot of things going on for their spring tournaments um so we'll see where that goes i know there's supposed to be an announcement um on the 19th there and we'll, we'll see what he says i feel for jerry I, I talked to him quite a bit and i i always think will you guys just let him sit for just like five minutes by himself because i guarantee you either his phone is always ringing or there's always someone in his office just let the man chill for five minutes Right. And, you know, and I, I do want to mention as far as Jerry Snodgrass goes, I mean, there's, he has been an absolute wonderful advocate for high school sports um, in general, you know, just especially uh, small town Ohio. I think, you know, he's part of that is from being in our, being from our area, um, spending a lot of time in our area, but uh, I, I can't say enough good things about him and that, you know, you trust those, you trust those people to make the best decisions for, for the, for everybody, the common good. Um, if we made the decisions, here at Miller City, just based on what was good for my baseball team, 
you know that wouldn't that wouldn't go over too well in the general community. I always laugh when, uh, and I've talked to a lot of coaches about this, and they say, "No, this is true." About when he gives out state titles or talks to the kids in Columbus every year, it's when you make that right, go down the street, and then you turn right, and oh, there's mm-hmm. a sportsman's club or Mac and Rita's, whatever. I I believe that he's been to and hung out at all these places, and it, every time every coach, oh yeah, no, I we've seen him there. Yeah, I think that's it's cool. not. It's it, it's it is definitely cool, and you know he he understands what what sports bring to communities like Miller City or, or like any any school in the county or you know even in the in the in the Northwest Ohio area. But you know I've seen Jerry's been in our press box before up here for basketball games, and you know he's. He's he's called games. He's been around. He wasn't um, there the night you tried to set the place on fire, though. (laughs) I don't think I was here that night either. I'm pleading the fifth on that one. Yeah, new popcorn machine. Maybe a bad batch of popcorn. I think uh, maybe Nate Stidham screwed that one up. Oh, that was before him. That was Steve Wiener. (laughs) It was definitely probably Steve's fault. I I don't think DeBay was there, so we have to blame it on Steve. Oh, we can always blame DeBay. Trust me, I blame DeBay for a lot of things lately. Whether he knows it or not, right? Yeah, he doesn't care. I mean, he as long as I replay the episode and help try to get them some money, he doesn't care. Right. But I I would like to see uh my idea the other day was if we don't if we don't have a spring sports season that I want to simulate I want to have all the coaches come in and we'll play MLB the show and whoever wins their team advances. Well, I will be at the bottom of that list. I can tell you that right now. I'm not. Uh, I don't. I'll watch my kids play video games like it's an actual sport on TV. But for me to actually play it, they they kick my tail. Well, I I won't match you and Debay up then because he just friended me on PlayStation. So I imagine he plays quite a bit. Well, and he's got. They've got that esports thing going on in Jennings. That's probably uh, especially especially with all this stuff going on right now. That's probably taking off like mad. Only if you have like five of them in a room. You can't have more than that. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about just going to people's houses, having them turn down the sound, and then just commentating their video game and then give me like five bucks at a time. <laughs> Man's got to eat, right? Yeah, it hasn't really taken off yet. Maybe that's what I, I should do. I should start running a commercial. I'll come over to your house and call your kids video games for like five. Let me know how that goes. Yeah, it's probably not going to go very well. That's why I'm hoping for spring sports and not nothing until the fall. How has that impacted your life outside of baseball? I mean, with everything that you have going on with the school and with the kids. Yeah, it's been crazy. You know, we we uh, we met. Heck, it would have been last last Thursday morning um, with other school officials and things like that. Uh, to come up with, you know, some what ifs and some maybes and if this has to happen and, you know, those types of things and get back in the building. And, you know, by quarter to three, the government, the governor had uh, shut schools down starting on Monday. So things kind of took off and, you know, we were, we were able to get with the team uh, Friday night and then uh, our last get together was Saturday morning. Um, Not a whole lot of baseball activities going on Saturday morning. It was a lot of conversation, a lot of talk, uh, you know, the, the kids, I think, just wanted wanted assurance that they were going to get a play. And I couldn't give it to them, you know. And, you know, we talked about how, yes, that stinks, and it sure does. And, you know, that's especially for the seniors. Um, but there's also two basketball teams in our area that are 25-0, and 0, banging on the door to the state tournament, another one that's 24-1 and 1 in the same boat. And then Lima seniors in the same boat, too, you know. And you got Napoleon girls that are – trying to win a state championship in basketball and they're all sitting at home too. So, you know, the it's, 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 it's more than just us. It's more than just me. It's more than just baseball. Um, it's really a, a statewide, a countrywide thing that everybody has to do their part to, to attempt to get this thing to calm down. Well, what's crazy about it to me is I actually have Mike Wiss, the head coach at Minster coming up too. He kind of loses out on two fronts because not only does he have a team trying to win their third straight state title in girls basketball in the final four, but he also is facing the potential of losing his baseball season. That right. can't be you easy. Know, and no. And, and to explain that to both 
you know, that's what, you know, you have those discussions just because you're not doing much else. The, the would you rathers, you know, would, would you rather be 25-0 and 0 and not get to play in your regional final or just have your whole season canceled before you start? And, you know, Mike gets to live both of those worlds. And, <laughs> you know, I don't wish that on anybody. No, that's uh, – he was the first person I thought of when I started hearing this and that, and I thought – Poor Mike has got both. And he's obviously, one, you know that he's got a very good basketball team, but he's expected to have a pretty good baseball team again this year, too. So that probably makes it worse. Yeah, you know, Mike's got a real good thing going in Minster and in both the things that he's he's a part of. And um, they're always, always competitive. And when I mean competitive, I mean competitive for Columbus. So, you know, that's. Obviously, when you got a good group of kids and, and expectations are high, that that makes that makes this downtime even even more frustrating. But you know, more so than that, I you know, kids kids sign up to play a sport to play. You know, it's more than just a game. It's about being with their buddies or friends, and it's about you know competing and and, and making memories. And you know, we talking about that this morning. Um, how what are these what are these kids remember wins going to be? You know, they get together at their five-year and their 10-year class reunion. You know, remember when our season got canceled? You know, that's real fun. So, but like I said, we you take every day as it comes. You wait for directive from the OHSAA. And um, as I said before, I will definitely respect the decision that they make. Um, they got a job that I wouldn't want to do. And, and, and I trust that they're looking out for the, the betterment of, of all the kids and all the citizens in our state. I'm going to try to start entertaining and uh, telling people things that they should do now. And one of those things is read a book. Do you have a book right now you would suggest to people? Do I have a book that I would suggest? It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's mainly for, well, I guess it'd be good for, for anybody. It's a book that actually uh, Tom Held kind of recommended a few years ago. It's called Lead for God's Sake. Um, it's a book about leadership, but also infusing kind of faith into what you're doing um it's a quick read you know i wouldn't call myself uh the biggest casual reader i like to read things that are that interest me or that mainly coaching and sports type things but i sat down and that thing was done in three and a half hours you know so it, it's a quick read but a lot of good information there and i would recommend that to anybody that's dusty's book hour here on the podcast <laughs> I never thought that that's where this interview right. would be going. Well, on what 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 I was going to read. You no, know, I was thinking about it the other day, and Nate and I were recording something, and and I just kept saying, he was saying, "What are people going to do?" I said, "Read a book," because you don't get enough conversations that start anymore with, you know, I just read this book the other day, and I have been guilty right. of exactly what you're saying too about selective reading. I mean, as I look right now, uh, all of my books on my shelf next to me have to do with either a play-by-play guy telling stories um, or history. And right. I, I heard about a book the other day about memory retention, and now i got to try to fight Amazon to get it delivered. Right. So we'll see how that goes. Might have to go to work, might have to go to work for them. I hear they're looking for people. Uh, yeah, but it, only if I can fly the drones. Right. Seems like a fun from thing. Your, from, your, from, from your kitchen. Right, right. Just looking out the window. I mean, whatever. Whatever you got to do. But uh, I thank you so much right. for talking about what may or may not happen. Right. Well, I mean, the positives, you, you got to try to find the positives. And, you know, I just looking online at even even different families in our district where they're, you know, they got board games out and they've got, you know, I think I think in a way, sports aside, this could be a way for everybody to, to take a step back, um, think about what's important in life. And spend some of that time, you know, with your family, uh, with your friends that you might not have always had a chance to maybe unplug a little bit. Um, get off YouTube if you're a kid and and pick up a book or that's play how a board out of date game, you, you know, are. Just, I know, but but you TikTok. know how often how often have we TikTok. said that we just wish? <laughs> how often do you, do we say that we just wish kids would go do a pickup game somewhere? You know, and and now we're encouraging them not to do that. You know, with with everything going on, but. You know, everybody's, if you got a brother, if you got a, a dad, a mom, or whatever, you know, pitch and catch is still fun just because it's pitch and catch. And, you know, a lot of that stuff don't happen anymore unless it's organized. And obviously, we're not permitted to organize, and we strongly discourage any of that right now. But um, from a family standpoint, I think it might be good to, to do a little hard reset. 
the words from the man himself. That is Miller City's baseball coach in at Dusty Peaster here. We're back with more in just a few. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kensel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kensel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, Coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. Back now talking to Mr. Girls basketball coach and baseball coach Mike Wiss. And normally, Mike, this would be a pretty busy time of year for you. Normally, yes. Agreed. It's not right now. I'm sitting over sitting here watching. Um, right now, I'm actually watching the Minster Toledo Christian Regional Semi game on OSN. Well, that's. I mean, that's nice. At least you try to save your sanity somewhat. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, you know, it was a it was a tough week when they canceled the girls. We were on, already on our way to Columbus. Um, that was a tough couple of days for a bunch of our girls. Um, then. You know, then you you don't know that you're gonna. Then they cancel school for three weeks, and we don't know if we're ever gonna go back. So, kind of up in the air. Well, and it's kind of an odd thing too because I saw the uh, the article in the newspaper about how you handled it and how Carla Siegel handled it, and you guys got a little bit different where they were able to actually go out to lunch and they were able to hang out that last time. You guys get you really didn't get all that far before you found out on your way to Columbus. <laughs> No, we did not. I, I think they got all the way to Marysville, um, and we're actually eating before they got to Columbus and before their game. Uh, we were going to do something. We were actually, I don't know, an hour behind them maybe, um, and we're only in Jackson Center, so we turned around after 20 minutes. But when I talked to the girls, um, I said, we're going to stay together today. We were supposed to be together the whole weekend. We're going to be together the whole time. Um, and we did. We spent the whole evening together with um, players, coaches, and parents. You get the kind of the initial thing on the bus where you know that's coming. Uh, were you, in the three minutes before the administration called, did you get a chance to kind of think about how you were going to tell them? Um, I well, I clicked on the uh, OHSAA Twitter site because I figured the first game between first game that Dayton Carroll, of which we played this year, um, was going to be started, and we saw them warming up, and then I saw the next one down the line was, that was just a picture. The next one was a Jerry Snodgrass live uh, interview, and I'm like, what is this? And just about the time that I clicked on the volume to hear what he was saying, one of our coaches behind me said, oh my God, and showed the other coaches the message that was on Twitter. So, we had probably... And at this time, still the girls in the back of the bus are talking and enjoying the ride because they just got fireworks out of winter and um, a big, big goodbye and good luck. And two minutes later, it was definitely silent in the back of the bus. And I looked at a coach and I said, they already know. And I told the bus driver to just pull over. So I would, a, moment, a moment I'll bet I'll never forget. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I would imagine at that point, uh, obviously both as – as a parent and as an administrator and especially as a coach, your heart just broke for those girls because of the uncertainty of nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, as, as many years as I've coached multiple sports, you start to, you start to sometimes treat your, treat those girls like your own kids. So, um, it's a, it's hard to watch them become that emotional. Um, but, Kids today are kids today are resilient, and I know that right now they've they've accepted it. Um, but it's tough to do in that moment. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too because with that group now, an older group. I, I was just watching the uh, post game interviews from when you guys won state a couple of years ago, and 
to hear you talk about Janae and Ivy as freshmen and in that group of stepping up as freshmen, it's crazy to me to think now with the leaders that those young ladies have become, and, and you could see it early from the outside, just you have to say, all right, well, we don't know about your junior season right now. We don't know about anything that's going on. Right. You know, this is something that they thought they could, those two, this is something they thought they could do three times. When this year started, we were by no means real good at that time. Um, we worked and worked, and we started to start to get a good mix, a good feel between each other. And I don't know, we we're January practice, and they made a they, comment was made that we're going to be able to do this again. Um, so, you know, I don't. I, mean, it's, uh, I, I think a lot of people would have liked to see the possibility of Minster play Larmy. Um, but I do believe that Fort Fry and Cornerstone Christian, we're going to both have something to say about that because um, they're both competitive teams and they're very good, both of them on film as well. They're rightly to be very good, uh, meaning they have the, they're definitely worthy of being there, I should say. Well, it's kind of that you get to this far, there's no bad team sort of thing. Exactly. Um, and I'm, you know, uh, Carla puts a lot of, and Fort Laramie, Carla does a great job. I got a lot of respect for her. Those girls work as hard as anybody, probably harder than many. Um, a lot of respect there. And somewhere down the line, I'm hoping that Laramie's got a little respect for how we play things too. Um, but right now, it just wasn't meant to be. Well, I had Carla on a couple of weeks ago before everything got canceled, and she definitely spoke very highly of your program. Well, good. I'm glad because I have nothing but high respect for her as well. And it's, it's kind of, you know, it's the fascinating. work ethic around here. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's fascinating to look at how you guys get them game one this year. You have obviously a younger team in terms of what you lose. She brings back everybody. And, that, I mean, that's a terrific test for you right out of the gate. It was. It was. You know, there was times when we just look, kind of looked at each other like we, in the past couple of years with a very veteran group, we've been able to do certain things. Um, the first week of the season, we played Wapak on a Friday and we played uh, Lamy on a Saturday and we just weren't ready to do some of the things that we had become accustomed to doing. Um, so after that first weekend, it was a, it was a good eye opening. Um, and you know, you walk in the you walk in the locker room, and you say, you know what? That's one team that just got us. They got us pretty good. It's a learning. There's no no. There's no. no it's nothing but a learning experience at this time of year, and that's an opportunity that if we keep working, we might be able to get. We might be able to see them again. Now, beginning of the year, you're thinking you think if you have a chance, you're going to see them in regionals. I think everybody because thought that. Going, yeah, and then all of a sudden that changed, and whether or not the volleyball uh, had something to do with that also, with them taking our area and going north and splitting them up, I don't know. Never found out anything about that, but um, little did we know that the Minster and Army had a, was going to have a one game away from meeting for a state title as opposed to a regional title. <laughs> it's always funny to look at things at the beginning of the year and, and sort of now – uh, is there a, kind of a point anywhere in the season where you thought, all right, things are clicking. We might, we, we should be able to maybe make that run to Columbus. There was a point, there was a point in February that I thought we had peaked too early. Um, I think our peak occurred over Christmas. Uh, we played division two Delta and division two Lima bath in that holiday tournament at bath. And we just were on fire. Uh, I can't say that it was as on fire as we were in the regional final against Wayne Trace, but uh, I was—I thought, man, we—I was really surprised at how we handled those two teams. Um, and then we kind of started to sputter a little bit. And I was worried that we had peaked too early, and um, but when tournament came, um, honest to God, our our experience in tournament games with those two guards with our three seniors that wanted to do this, that have really, Mara, Avery, and Lauren, didn't get a lot of time on the floor in some of those state games the last two years. Uh, they, wanted to, they wanted to do this, and you could see it. Those two regional games at Elida, um, 
we really played some darn good D. We were around the ball, getting lots of deflections. Um, took people out of things that they wanted to do. And that's what we pride ourselves on. Well, I have to say, sitting behind your bench in the regional finals and elevated being able to watch everything that goes on, my favorite part of any time I can see your bench is watching Nan react to everything. <laughs> I, yeah. I always think she needs a nap as soon as that game is over because she's just so animated the whole time. And it's got to be great for you, though, to be able to have that on your bench of, all right, I don't have to say everything. No, if there's something that definitely needs to be said or to an adjustment to be made, um, when a timeout or a quarter break occurs, Nan comes right up and tells me. And then she walks away. Cause she, I think she feels that I know that I've been with her long enough, I've been doing this long enough to know what adjustment we're both thinking of. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm a true believer. Yeah, I'm the head girls basketball coach, but I'm just carrying on after being with Nan for 19 or 20 years as her JV coach. I'm trying to do my job as carrying on what she started in 1989 or 1988. And that's what I've always thought was um, kind of so cool with you guys where it, it really just <clears throat> flips who gets the wins and losses, it seems like. I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, it's a it's really it's, it's neat because I know the first time that my first year we lost in the regional finals, the second and third year we won state, and I made comments at that time. I'm just happy that that uh, Nan is here to here to experience it again because it's a lot of her program as well. Uh, like I'm I said, I don't think I don't think there's anybody else I enjoy watching more during a game. <laughs> well, I I can tell you she doesn't go get a. She doesn't go take a nap. She probably goes to get a Mountain Dew state. So <laughs> that, that's just what she does. She just changes the batteries a little bit. Uh, absolutely. Uh, kind of this time of year, also, you get the double whammy with being yeah. the coach of both. You should be in that kind of, all right, the end of the state championships, thinking about that. Now we're transitioning into, we're going right into baseball. People are jokingly asking you, you know, who's your starter for your first scrimmage and it's cool, though, from the outside. I love being able to cover Minster Sports because the it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a state championship game or a scrimmage for baseball, people just flock to support your school. It's, it's community involvement. It's a pretty big deal. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that they expect to go real far all the time um, in many sports, but when you when they think that there's an opportunity, um, they're going to back us, and you know for us to know that sometimes there's as many, there's a, a lot of people at a girls basketball game, and it's pretty cool. To, I, I tell the JV kids all the time. I said some of these people not only just come to watch the varsity game, but they also come to watch what's coming next to the JV, and our JV kids get to play in front of a group. Which is cool too, because well, I've always felt it makes your your fans more knowledgeable. Absolutely, it does one hundred percent. So then you start talking about a little bit of baseball, and um, you know, there for a while you're trying to do two sports at one time. And you have a have a great respect for the, my assistant coaches in baseball that can help run things when I'm not there. Which it seems as, as though this is our third year having an opportunity to go to Columbus and you need those kind of guys more than ever. So uh, great respect there. And, you know, this year we should baseball wise, we have a large group of upperclassmen and uh, upperclassmen are important in big games. Is it harder to, I, I'm sure you've had conversations with all your kids to explain to the younger kids or the older kids, Hey, we don't know what's going on right now. Uh, this year, it's harder to express, harder to do with our older kids, and I only say that because they went to Akron last year in the Final Four and got one hit um, by a lefty going to Wright State, who was still in '94 in the sixth inning. And this group wanted once an opportunity to see if they can get back there again. Um, that so, th- I think it's harder this year to tell the upperclassmen that. Um, 
but it's also, you know, I gave him a couple buckets of balls and I said, here you go. But we're at Melcher Street Park when we talked about it after our last practice. And then the school came out and put up signs, this facility is closed. And that, to a guy that has spent every moment of baseball season, I've coached at Minster, this is my 26th year, and to a guy that walks in that park once, twice, three times a day in the summertime and in the spring, and to see that this park is closed, that hurt. I just, I, that, that, that got, that more than anything told me that baseball is done well, for a and, while. And, and that's so odd because I, that's something I don't think enough people talk about is, you know, what's the impact on the kids? Yes. But there are a lot of tenured baseball coaches who, all right, you go tell them now. Let me know how that conversation went and exactly like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot today. You can get kids will go out and do and work for their work on the sport, but there's there's a lot of kids that will work only when the coach is there watching them because the coach is the coach, and now it's time to work. And if you tell them to go do it on their own, number one, it ain't going to be done as hard. Number eight, number two, it ain't going to be done as well. And number three, it may not get done, but they're going to do it when the coach is there. And that becomes becomes tough. I, when I left them to, for a three-week break, I said, when we come back, if we're allowed to come back on April 6th, we're going to have one week of practice before April 11th, first game. And what happens in the next three weeks is going to tell, tell the show a big sign. Some of us are going to want to do it, and some of us aren't going to want to do it. Um, and I don't, honest to God, I'm not keeping tabs. There's no attendance taken, but you're going to be able to see the difference with so, if somebody took three weeks off. Things are, are kind of different for you guys, too, because you come back, it's not exactly like you play a fluff schedule. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Uh, you know, we, we, we pride ourselves, and I, the girls the same way. We pride ourselves on a tough schedule. We pride ourselves on going through the, the league, the WBRMAC, the WBL in Shelby County. And this year, baseball wise, you're playing Youngstown Ursuline. They're coming here for a doubleheader. Um, hopefully. Uh, I, yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, I, I look forward to those games. Like I told the girls in regionals, I tell the baseball team when we made regionals in state. As soon as you get to start playing out of your district and you're playing somebody that you don't know and they don't know you, your schedule's prepared you for this advantage in the um, So that's kind, of, that's kind of what we say. And I look forward to those games. It's kind of a reason a, few, a bunch of years ago I started taking our summer Acme team to Tennessee for a week. Let's go play somebody that we don't know. Let's get out of this area. And turn it loose a little bit so i have to ask this before i let you go because i've been asking everybody this uh a little bit for me a little bit for everybody else what is a book you're either reading or have read that you would recommend for people that they should be reading right now uh there's a book called compete uh, I, i'm not real good with authors i'm sorry mike i can't help you there uh it's called compete um and it is phenomenal as to the mindset that a high school kid needs to have or a college kid needs to have to compete in today's world and how much competition occurs when the light, when no one else is watching and how much of that competition occurs in the six inches between your ears. Um, yeah, there's players out there that make their, that make themselves players. Um, and they're really, really good at what they do, whether we're talking basketball or baseball or like we are in this conversation. But um, it's a, it's called Compete, and there's a lot of good one-liners in there. Um, on the level of competition that today's kids need to compete at a high level and be really good at what they do. I think it's Bruce Brown is the guy that wrote it. No, there you go. There you go. Well, Bruce uh, Brown wrote Compete. Well, I thank you so much for uh, coming on and talking about both your programs and 
hopefully at least for 20 minutes saving both of our sanity. <laughs> I hope so. I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on. That's Mike West, the uh, two-sport coach at Minster. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, Coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. Well, there you have it. Another episode of this show in the can. I hope that you have enjoyed it. Uh, You've been informed a little bit. And I feel for the kids, but I I hope that everybody stays safe and stays sane. I know for me, that's a lot of MLB 20, the show. You can find uh, if PS4 is your thing, it's mhern3 on the username. And that's probably what I'm going to go do right now. A lot of of MLB the show. It would be great. If I didn't have to play for the Yankees, that's that's not, no good. Shout out to Rob Adams about that. But uh, stay safe wherever you are. Uh, make sure you just support anything you can. Local businesses, get carry out from your local establishment. There are so many great ones in the area and, and guys who run those places that are friends of this show. If you're in Audeville, make sure you go out and get uh, some Vaughn's Place. And if you're here in Spencerville, make sure you go get a little cozy, go get my place, go get Chuffers, uh, friends of the show, and and just terrific people. That's the cool thing about being from a small town is everybody supports everybody, or as the saying goes, everybody love everybody, if you're into semi-pro. But uh, stay safe, and uh, if you've got any kind of recommendation you'd like to hear, you'd like to be on the show again, hit me up on Twitter as well. Be good to one another. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow. And I promise you, we'll get through this.